T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Win is beating Seattle with it's like a, the worst passer rating of it's all a, time. It's a legacy thing. But what you're saying for Tomlin yeah, is more it would be... change your perception on how he's doing his job in real time, like his, his immediate trajectory on the job. Whereas Ben's is like, that's just something you could have put as a notch in the, in the board there for him. I mean, this would be such a Herculean win that I would, I would be forced to... Ch- I think, don't you think if Mason Rudolph goes in there and throws 400 yards and four touchdowns, it would change your opinion of him as a quarterback? Just one game? It would be a ma- right? it would be a major data point for a guy that's only started what, right. like thirteen games. That's what I mean. I think it's well, the type of on. thing that even that even pushes the pendulum in the How other many direction. Games for has the Mike coach. coached? How many games over seven years where he hasn't won a playoff game has, you know, to right now? Well that's but the biggest Mike's biggest problem for me is that he doesn't have any postseason success recently. So now if I give him that then the other gripes are still there, but they're not enough for me to say that the guy is uh, unqualified or isn't up to the challenge of like leading the organization or being their coach anymore. I, I would I have guess, to. I'd have to amend a lot of that. Chris. I guess I would have to say, if I felt like them winning would be something that not only holy crap, it's a win. They did it. They pulled off a major upset as the as the biggest long shot to win the Super Bowl and the biggest underdog in Wild Card Weekend this year. It would be a great thing, but would I feel like it was going to cause a change of heart in some of the ways he does business otherwise? Like, one of the most encouraging things he's actually done this year is acknowledge that Jalen Warren is too good to leave on the bench and have as a bell cow. And very late in the season here, I think he has reaped the benefits of that with maybe a fresher Najee Harris who's been a bell cow for them. But think about what but I'm like, But I don't have a guarantee that him winning okay, this game would change but- any of his... If they MOs, if basically. they win, there's a pretty good chance things like Joey Porter Jr. shutting down Stephon Diggs happened. Nick Herbig, a fourth round pick, stepping in for T.J. Watt and having a big game. Broderick Jones making sure that Mason Rudolph doesn't get killed. Najee Harris, a first round pick, having a good game. George Pickens, somebody who looked like he was, you know, pretty much a cancer cancerous malignant player, getting his head screwed on straight. Many of those things, if not all of those things, would have to happen for them, in my opinion, to win this game. And so my my perception of him as a head coach would change immensely because those would be his guys getting the job done in a situation like this. Just to play devil's advocate on this specific part, couldn't you say a lot of those offensive players looking better as a result of putting in a quarterback that we both agree should have been in earlier? Sure, yeah. Also, the other the first three guys you mentioned are draft picks. 
And if I felt like, and I do, I will give him this. I think he was more collaborative than some of his detractors wanted to suggest he would be with their draft process. That's why I think they have both Jones and Porter and not just Porter. Like if I felt that he would take a step back after the season, say we did a great job drafting. I think Andy and Omar have the right like direction on, on how to build this roster. I'd feel great about it. I'd feel like they had a real good collaborative team in there. Donnie, I just, I'm surprised I, that you are at base level here. Yep. That you are letting one game. It's a huge have, game. I. It's not the Super Bowl. It's a playoff game. I get it. But you are letting one game have an outsized influence I, on your view of the man I would be, after many games I would where be, you have been frustrated. I, I think this would be his best playoff win. I would be way more impressed with this win than beating a 9-7 and seven Cardinals team in the Super Bowl or a rookie quarterback in your stadium for the third time in the playoffs. Or Norv Turner's coach Chargers team who always found a way to lose big games in January. This would be, in my opinion, his best playoff win. Not close. Not even close. Jets and Mark Sanchez. I mean, keep going. Matt Moore and the Dolphins. Alex Smith-led uh, team. There's not. A, he's not beaten. A.J. McCarron, Bengals. He's not beaten a marquee it's his quarterback. best playoff win. Well, he's not beaten a marquee quarterback in the playoffs since he beat Kurt Warner, who's in the Hall of Fame and I know you don't think should be. Yes. Josh Although Allen. we get Kurt Warner on the show sometimes, is, so say that quietly, please. Is, is Flacco, I, I guess it could be probably Rivers, the second best quarterback he's ever beaten it's in Rivers. the playoffs? It's Rivers, yeah. I think Rivers is one. And you're saying Flacco, too? Well, I'm saying behind Kurt Warner. Yeah, so Warner won Rivers. Man, I would make, eh, I'd put Warner ahead of Rivers, but Warner barely. at his best cooked, dude. Yeah, well, but the problem is he had like three good years as a starting quarterback in the league, lost his job to Mark Bulger. But again, I don't want to go down that road. You had to play a game for your life. I'd pick Warner. You're right. Um, But I also, if I had to win a game for my life, I'd take Bo Jackson over Jerome Bettis, and I don't think he should be in the Hall of Fame over JB. Well, I'd take Heinz Ward. I forget it. Donnie, how about you, in your opinion, changing on Tomlin if they win? I mean, it would would change a little bit, but I, I wouldn't go from being somebody that said, all right, it's time to move on from this guy a month ago, and... They win some games down the stretch, and they happen to win a playoff game. Like, all right, coach for life. I'm ready to. I'm not saying to stamp that, that on, but I mean, just like we're just like my, just like minds are being changed on Mason Rudolph with every good game. I think the same thing should be true with their head coach. Yeah, I mean, I I, I would, you know, kind of nod to myself and think like, all right, like he, you know, he's not what we're all. Does he deserve a contract a extension if they win? If you were in charge. No. Still no. Um, I'd want to see him damn. hire a good offensive coordinator. I'd want to see like that some of the very valid complaints we've had locally that we bitch and moan about rightfully when national people gloss but over. But he's not going to be able to hire an offensive coordinator until his contract situation gets figured out, Chris. True, which means I guess they'd have to give him one. But I, I, I will say this. If they would happen to go out there Sunday and actually win the game convincingly, like it's the other way, like the Steelers win the game by 10 Buffalo never looks like they're in it. Then I think that also changes things. Like, I know the Steelers hate going with style points, but if the complete opposite of what people expect to happen would actually happen, like Mike Tomlin's defense in the playoffs just shuts down Josh Allen, shuts down the Bills' offense, they move up and down the field, Mm -hmm. they win the game by two scores, it's not even as close as it appears – that changes a lot for me, too. That's the point where I'm thinking, okay, Mike Tomlin still has a whole lot of juice They win here. the game by one point on a Chris Boswell field goal. It's still their best playoff win under Tomlin. 
I mean, I think it is. I mean, I never really thought about the entire lineage of playoff wins that he's had. They've but never yeah. been this big of an underdog and won the game. Yeah. You can just say that very easily under him in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it would probably How many have times to be... have they been this big of an underdog, period, under Tomlin and won? I think they beat Tampa Bay here with Brady as a I huge underdog. I, I didn't think they were. Maybe they were. I can find it out. And it would have to be the the franchise's best playoff win since that Colts game, right? Has he won a playoff game where they weren't favored? I don't think he would have. They definitely would have been favored at home against the Ravens and the Chargers in the 08 run. Favored against Arizona. Underdog against the Packers in the Super Bowl loss. Favored against the Jets for sure. Yeah, they were, Sanchez. You're right. They've been favored in every one. Were they favored against Kansas City going they into that, that hell hole? They were. I'm pulling that up right now. I'm just Favored against Matt that. Moore for sure. Uh, I'm going to say that line was three and a half, but let me just double check that. I'm sure it was. No, Kansas City was favored. Well, Two and a half. Well, well, well. Good job, Chris. Well, did you say that Kansas City was favored? I said I thought they they might have been, but I didn't say Chiefs that they were. Chiefs minus two and a half. I bet the Steelers that day. I'm only surprised to hear you say, as somebody who I think has been his most vocal public critic in the media locally. Fair is fair. I've ripped him for not winning playoff I n- games. I understand that. I understand that. I am just surprised that one playoff win would change so much for you. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Fan Hotlines presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing, heating, and air conditioning provider for over 50 years. Brian Batko, Steelers insider, is with us. Brian, what did you make of the depth chart conversation today over at Steelers headquarters? Honestly, Tony, that is uh, not something that was on my radar at all. I don't Me neither. even remember the last time I checked the depth chart, to be, to be honest with you. But you know what? Uh, and I give Chris Adamski credit for this over at the Trib. He went and looked it up. Every time a personnel move got made, they updated the depth chart. Uh, Broderick Jones over Chooks. Joey Porter Jr. over Levi Jones. Keanu Benton over uh, Montrevious Adams. The only time they haven't done it is with Mason Rudolph. But they did move Mason Rudolph ahead of Mitch Trubisky on there. 
just not to number one. Now, Jerry Dulac says it doesn't matter what Rudolph does. He's going to be their at-best backup quarterback to start next year anyways. Do you agree with that, Brian? I don't know. I mean, it's it's hard for me to say that because the, the hypotheticals just continue on with, all right, if Rudolph wins against the Bengals, does he keep starting? Yes. What if he w- wins both? Does he start the finale? Yes. What if he wins all three and gets them to the playoffs? Yes, of course. So I don't really want to put a ceiling on the Rudolph renaissance right now. I, and, I, and I think that has to be significant weighing in on their offseason decisions, especially when the last time Art Rooney II did one of his end-of-year State of the Union addresses, he was all about the trajectory at the end of the season, arrow pointing up and what it meant for everybody on the roster. Well, if he's doing another one of those and he looks at the running numbers they've put up in these three games, it's going to be Mason's job because they're running the crap out of the ball, Brian. But um, my question about Rudolph and maybe big picture is we know that Tomlin, we've got that NFL Films clip of him on the sideline saying close out the Seattle game using the pass, don't get conservative. I know they were pretty uh, tight, tight to the vest against Baltimore for a variety of reasons, but do you sense that Mike – his global control on how the offense functions has gotten less conservative and more aggressive because of Rudolph being in there? Like, how do you explain the way they've allowed themselves to play in two of these three games on offense? Yeah, I mean, could it be because Rudolph's in there and he's his threat of the deep ball, or at least what he showed uh, right out of the gates pretty much against Cincy on the quick strike, slant, catch and run to Pickens is keeping defenses honest schematically? Could it be a what-do-we-have-to-lose approach when you lose three in a row and you know your back's really against the wall, as you said today. They've basically been in the playoffs for almost a month now. Or a combination of those is probably most accurate. I, I think it helps when you uh, punch a defense and you know the, the next opponent that you have is going to have to have a counterpunch ready. And for the Steelers, that's playing into the, their favor in terms of what they want to be running the ball-wise. And it, it doesn't hurt that Najee Harris and Jalen Warren are – both going at a great clip right now. I mean, Najee getting north-south as much as I can remember in a Steelers jersey, and it's it's nice to see from him, and it frankly is uh, you know pushing me a lot closer toward wanting to give him that fifth-year option if I'm in their shoes. But, uh, Brian, do you buy the notion that Mason Rudolph might not want to come back here next year because of how things have gone with him in his Steelers career up until this point? No, I, I buy the notion that he might not want to come back here, but I don't think it would be because of that. I think it would be for greener pastures elsewhere, maybe with a uh, without a first-round pick recent at quarterback or a, a team that wants to throw a boatload of money at him or maybe a, a system that isn't going to be as predicated on you know having that quarterback mobility that Mike Tomlin's been in love with mentioning over the last few years. But I still would lean toward him coming back here, honestly, guys. I mean, there's a lot we don't know. There's a lot that we – need to see but so who would you predict to be their week one quarterback next year right now if you had to right now I I think I would still go Kenny but I think it's more likely that it's kind of an open competition sort of thing and that nobody would feel very secure in that role if you know what I mean Brian do you think that they would have an actual open and fair quarterback competition in camp in the preseason because we've heard of those happening before and then found out that they were not in fact open and legitimate at all Cough, cough, Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, yeah, I do, Chris. I think it would be more legitimate than that one from uh, the summer of 22 up in Latrobe, and and I I'll tell you why. I mean, number one, because there wouldn't be a you know hot shot sort of free agent signing coming in there like 
Mitch was. We know that didn't age well, but at the time, that, that's how it was viewed. And number two, I mean, we've already seen that Mike Tomlin is not afraid to sit down Kenny when healthy. So I think that would lend itself to more of a fair, even balanced, mono a mono, two dogs for one bone sort of deal. And if Mason outperforms Kenny Pickett in, in camp practices in the preseason, I don't think there would be that hesitancy to go with Pickett, even though, like I said, if I had to bet and guess right now, I would still think it'd be Pickett. And that's, of course, banking on the uh, the Rudolph-led Steelers not shocking the world. Do you think they have a chance to shock the world? Percentage chance that they actually win this game. Zeiss picked him to Zeiss, win outright, Zeiss, Zeiss just thinks it's like it's going to be a very lucrative Sunday for Zeiss if they win. Yeah, I don't think they should just not make the trip. Of course, they have a chance, but I'd probably put it somewhere around 15% maybe. Where would you put it with Watt? Ooh, man. Uh, maybe maybe closer to 25. Like, I don't think it's a complete game changer, but a guy like him certainly Oof. gives you a better chance. I, I think he's the defensive player of the year. And if they wouldn't have had that swoon, I probably would have written something touting TJ for Dark Horse MVP candidacy like he was getting a little bit earlier in the campaign. Okay, you get to answer the question that's sweeping America. I give you two hypotheticals, Brian. I know you already saw this on Twitter, but I'll say it anyway. You have what you actually have. No Watt but a Rudolph playing the way we've seen him play. Or you've got a healthy Watt, your quarterback, however, Kenny Pickett, playing the way, let's just say he did all year, majority of the way he played all year, right? So you don't don't get to cherry pick and give me Cincinnati Kenny Pickett. Better chance to win with that or with Rudolph and no Watt like they actually have? I think it's I think it's probably the current iteration because of what we've seen from Mason. I think a quarterback just impacts the game so much more than an edge rusher, and I was not at all enthused with uh, the, the balance of Kenny Pickett's performances in 2023. So I think it's very close, but I'd, I'd probably go Rudolph at QB because of what we've seen from the offense lately, and and no TJ, it helps that you've got Marcus Golden and Nick Herbig, who I think have played pretty well this year. Brian, give you a chance to weigh in on what the national people Peter King was on today with the midday guys, and he thinks there is teeth to what Schefter and Glazer are saying about Mike Tomlin stepping away for a season. Hmm. Could there be teeth to it? Maybe, but I don't think it's going to happen. I, I wouldn't put any sort of money on that. I wouldn't put a whole lot of stock into that. I mean, it's, it is interesting. Like a lot of people have said that these rumblings are even coming out, especially and, and for different reasons, Glazer, because we know he's tight with him Schefter, because I feel like he doesn't generally weigh in on this stuff too much, unless he has a good feeling, but he, you know, I watched that clip. It seemed almost lighthearted from him. I mean, he mentioned Tomlin being from DC. He's from the DC area. He mentioned Tomlin's wife loving LA my wife loves L.A. too, but I'm not going to be leaving the Post-Gazette. Well, also, I pointed this out. The thing about that that's soon. weird is if he takes a step away, those jobs aren't going to be available next year. They're available now. Yeah, that would that would be for the yeah that would be for the ensuing cycle. So yeah, I mean, just a lot of stuff not really adding up to me there, unless it would be one of those mutual agreements and trades. But hey, we saw from the Titans today, trading your coaches simply too much to worry and and think about it's like trying to plan an international vacation they just didn't want to deal with it god are they full of it or what was that was that (laughs) brian taking a shot at me for the france trip that i had that went belly up is that what i heard there chris what no not at all i hate i I hate planning uh 
you know, contiguous U.S. trips. I, that, all of that stuff is very Congratulations intimidating. Congratulations to both of you on all of your success traveling internationally, something I haven't done in years. And I've only gone to Canada. Well, I haven't that done doesn't it even Donnie, have you ever years. been outside the United States of America? Uh, I went to Aruba when I was like 12 on like a family Oh, it's vacation. great there, isn't it, Donnie? Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that the, the locals, because the drinking age is 18, I was a pretty big 12-year-old, so. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you and threw you can down put in Aruba? Back. I didn't throw it down because uh, Lisa was not would not have been happy with that, but I was offered. They saw the first one go down like water, and they're like, all right, this guy's at <laughs> least 16 or 17. We can bend the rules. Donnie crushes two cans together like he's stone-cold Steve Austin as a 12-year-old in Aruba. <laughs> Brian, th- thanks so much. Enjoy Buffalo. No problem. I hope I can make it there through the snow. Mm. Oh, God. There you go, Brian Batko. Wasn't Cook bitching about that earlier? I mean, safe bet. Getting through the snow to get to was, – wasn't he heard? I think Crowley might have told me that. Uh, yes, he was. Can you imagine – But, I mean, then again, it's a – David ends like, in Y. Yeah, it's a Steelers road trip and – Right. You know, he's the, So, he's in the car with repeat. presumably Fittipaldo, Dulac, and Batko. They all go up. I'm going to share Donnie's take, and if he wants to deny it and say that it's just me saying it, that's fine. I get really uh, put off by the cook and Kabali. Woe is me. Covering the NFL is such a hard job. I'll make it thing. a trifecta. I get, I'll make I get it a incredibly trifecta. put off. I mean, and I think it's – I think, it put, I, I, I think I, fans probably don't like it either. Yeah, I mean, I would think anybody listening who, like, actually has to work for a living. I mean, because let's be honest, what we do is pretty enjoyable – yeah, so like, I mean, I, I openly I say a bad day in this building, like having a cra- feeling like you had a crappy show, is ten million times better than like what a lot of people do on normal days at work. Yeah, I mean, I think the the people, the true, true blue collars out there that are doing the manual labor in conditions like Love today, those people. Con- conditions Hats like today, to for instance, absolutely. I- I'm sure they're Your not thrilled to hear about guys that complain that they get a trip. And food and hotel. Oh, and a, a football game at that completely covered. And you're in a nice heated box That's where why you Noah, watch the game and the food is there. Yeah, Noah Hiles does a very smart too. thing. He does. He, he did the college press box spreads. And when, a couple times there were some not impressive looking ones. And people would point that out. And he'd say, it's free food. I'm here covering a football game. Like, for money. That's my job. And he would always put a kibosh on it. Yeah, I think I think Noah looks at it in a very positive light. I, I agree with you. I think he knows that he's got a pretty good gig. From a health perspective, i got a few things to report. Makeup will be limited at the early portions of the week. We'll let the amount of participation and the quality of his participation be our guide. But we're optimistic about his inclusion. Mike Tomlin on Mika Fitzpatrick. So help is on the way. Tomlin Takes brought to you by the Buell Insurance Agency in Gibsonia. See what they can do for you. Uh, I'm happy that he's available. I'm also not holding my breath that he's going to be a huge difference maker, Chris, because we've done this before with guys. Watt last year when he came back from his injuries was not the same player. He's getting rushed back. It's a knee injury, one that he's just going to have to power through. Could be on a pitch count. Yeah, so. Casey being off the suspension is a big deal for them because presumably he's going to be fresh. Well, I just think we saw the Patrick Peterson experiment kind of uh, rear its ugly head against the Ravens when the dude couldn't make that tackle unlikely and it went for a touchdown and all the nice things we were saying about him transitioning ceased to be when that game got tied up at seven. I'd rather have a traditional safety out there. Um, But, hey, Minka this year, he's been asked to do a lot. He's worn a lot of different hats. I don't think it's been a bad year for him per se, but he's made no game-changing plays. No, no interceptions, him... no forced fumbles. 
He's had games where he's had a ton of tackles. He's been the last line of defense. But we haven't seen the make-a-steal-a-game guy that he was week one against the Bengals. Correct. Last year, or really for a lot of last season, or even his first year when he came to the Steelers. The Colts after game that where Dolphins he traded. stole the Colts game. Yeah. Basically with a pick six. No, he's not been... He has not been at his best. He's he reminds me of. I'm not even going to say a poor man's because honestly, Mink is on like an early Hall of Fame track here, like a, a fairly average to above average income man's Ed Reed. That's what he is at his best. He's a ball hawk who can be physical, but he has he's just been kind of there this year. Here is more from Tomlin. This one is what he likes most about his team through this three game winning streak. Smiling in the face of adversity. There have been some hot moments over the last three weeks. We've essentially kind of been in the playoffs. We've known that. That's been something that, that's been the elephant in the room that we've talked about. And hopefully that that experience shows, that urgency, that consistency of urgency shows in our play. That's become his, I think that's his Tomlinism uh, winner of the year. Smile in the face of adversity. Run to it, not from it. I think he said that more than anything else this season. I think that was the Tomlin cliche that he went to. I don't have a count. This is just anecdotally on my part. I mm-hmm. think that's become his go-to. Smiling in the face of adversity. He was very comfortable about it. Problem with that answer is, like, we've been in playoff mode for a while. Yeah, so is the other team you're Correct. playing. They, do you know the Bills, when they were 6-6, six and six, had a .1, chance, a tenth of a percent to be the number two seed? That was it. Far less than a 1% chance to be the number two seed. That's what they are. I did a little more digging for you, Pony. Yes. Uh, just since we're talking Mike Tomlin and listening to Mike Tomlin. In his entire Steelers tenure, the team has been a nine and a half point underdog or more. Because that's at least what you'll find them be for, uh, at for this game. Uh, they have been so on seven occasions. They are one in six. We already know the answer to the win. That's Tampa last year. In the other six games, I'm tossing one of them out because it's Cleveland Week 17 in 2021, the Mason game, where Mm -hmm. Cleveland had everything to play for. They lost that game by two. In the other three games, or the other five games, where they have been at least a a 9.5 point underdog, they have lost by, at a bare minimum, 21 points every time. (laughs) 38-3 to Buffalo is a 14-point dog. 42-21 against Kansas City, 12.5. 36 to 10 against Kansas City as a 12 and a half, uh, 35 to 13 against Philly, 10 point, 10 and a half, and 34 14 way back in 07 against the Patriots as a 10 and a half point dog. Most of these games happened last year. Well, yeah, that's the other very noticeable thing. All but one of them have happened since 2021. Yeah, they're very used to this role, but they haven't exactly thrived. They have not thrived in, in this spots. role. No, uh, they this have not. is Tom on what he loves about Najee this time of year. You know, he's a big back. We value big backs here in Pittsburgh. The attrition component that is the season, the weather component, it's just teed up for guys with skill sets like his. Tomlin asked me, uh, uh, Tomlin, uh, Pompiani asked me on the sports call last night what I thought of Najee in the fifth-year option, and my answer was I think they'll do it, but I still would not want them to do it. And that's going to sound like I'm a Najee hater. I just still don't think paying a premium for a running back, especially that's two years from now. I don't think that that's a smart, prudent thing to do. I'd much rather have cheaper, younger, fresher legs at the position. And what hap- what's happened with Jalen Warren this year backs that up. With very rare exception, like a Christian McCaffrey, should you 
pay a lot of money or invest a big draft you pick can in a find, Najee Harris. You can specifically says we value the physicality, the big the big back physicality. You can find big backs in the third, fourth, fifth rounds of drafts. Um, I will say, I think somebody did the the math here for me. They checked spot track, and they said that according to their calculator, the franchise, like the fifth year option for him, is only going to be like six point seven million dollars, which is basically what the the person said they're paying Mason Cole more or less. It's not an insanely punitive hit, but I I just I worry that Najee's strong finish would continue to reinforce in his mind, in Mike's mind, that like you can draft a back in the first round and it's not a bad decision, because it is. Uh, here is Tomlin, though, on how, he was asked, this is a good question, how much Jalen Warren's play this year has motivated Najee or helped Najee, in, in the tangible way even, that like there's not as much wear and tear on him. He's a fresher running back. You know, I don't know that it affects Najee at all, man. Najee has a mindset. He's going to be ready to play for us. He wants to be a significant component of what we do. He's been in circumstances where he's had crowded backfields before. He played running back at Alabama. Things that go on regarding Jalen and his usage and things of that nature has very little effect on Najee and his mindset and his readiness and preparedness and what he's willing and capable of doing for us. Donnie, do you agree with Mike? Do you think that Najee would put up these numbers – or would have had this type of year if Warren wasn't in their backfield, or do you think they play off each other? Somebody I think, they, relationship. Ab- I think they absolutely play off each other. So do I. I mean, I I think that it has been proof. I mean, because I know we talked what yesterday about if this is the best season that Najee Harris has had. Uh, I know that you said the the rookie season was very good, which it it was a good rookie season. But I think it's proving that less is more in this case, and I think that we are also seeing that. Harris truly is more fresh down the stretch of the season and down the stretch of games, all because there is another guy that we're finally getting that committee type play from with Warren. Like they, they, they were so obsessed for so long that one guy had to get about 90% of the carries. And once they got closer to 50, 50 or 60, 40, I think we're seeing both guys benefit. I just think also Najee is motivated by the fact that he knows the guy running behind him is really good. And I do think there's a little bit of healthy competition there between the two. He knows he's going to get more touches. He probably knows in some ways he's going to rip off fewer explosive plays. So I think there's an onus there to be more uh, efficient and be good with every carry. I think he treats him seriously. You know what's odd, though, Donnie? I just looked this up because you kind of made me curious, thinking about, like, Najee being fresh late in the season, maybe late in games. His Maybe not, like, totally stunning because they might be trying to run out the clock here, Pony. Three and a half yards per carry in the fourth quarter. Mm. 4.7, though, in the third, which would say after halftime in some of these games, he's still getting stronger when, like, the game's in the balance and they don't know you're going to run it. So I think there's some maybe some truth there. Uh, I also think that Tomlin's answer is completely... Uh, shaped by where they took Najee, and if he was asked that question about a running back that they took in the third round and Jalen Warren, he would have been all about absolutely these two guys make each other what they are. He would have totally taken the bait from the reporter on that question. But I think it's a loyalty to a guy that he used a first-round pick I also think that there's a, I'm not going to, you know, he probably knows to some extent that everyone's been, like, screaming for him to give Warren more touches. It's an, I'm not going to cave and say, like, that the hoi polloi here 
had a point. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.